Dafnun, we're starting from the Mishnah on the bottom of Memtesim and Beis. Hilchas Bar. So let's read the Pesukim by Bar. The Pesukim say, again, Pashat Meshpatim, Ish Bar, if you open a bar, or Ish Bar, you dig a bar, we'll have to, we're going to focus on what those two shyness are. What does it mean digging or opening? Why do we need both of them? Velayichasenu, if you dig it and you don't cover it up. Venafal Shama Shor Oichamar, and it falls into there an animal. So the owner of the bar has to pay. Every word in this Pasuk, basically, we're going to dash over the next two days. But the first point we have to deal with is, the beginning of the Pasuk says, You're opening up or digging a bar. Now normally, what's interesting about a bar, physically about a bar, is A, it's not something you bid at some own. If you're digging a hole in Rosh Hashanah, there's A, it's Rosh Hashanah, maybe, we'll see in the Gemara in a second. And B, there's... There, a hole, by definition, is not a thing you own. It's a hole. It's the absence of dirt, right? It's not something you can actually physically own. Whereas the end of the Pesach says, Baal habor yishalem kesem. Kesem yashvah labalem. So Baal habor, so it does call you an owner of this thing. So what is the nature of this thing that you've created over here? Do you own it? Do you not own it? And how and when are you responsible? That's what we're going to discuss. Says the Mishnah. Very apropos Gemara, yesterday we blew up a lot of tunnels, Baruch Hashem in Gaza, so this is where they must have learned it from. So if you're digging a bar, and you dig the bar in your backyard, but the opening of it is actually into the Rosh Hashanah, next to Kikar Palestine there, or whatever it is, that's where the bar comes out from underneath the building. So now, as Tyson stresses throughout this whole sugya, all we care about by bar is where it opens. We do not care at all whether west, the rest of the tunnel is, or even though we say, as we'll see, it has to be 10 Tfachim, and some of those 10 Tfachim are actually, let's say it's at an angle, are actually in the Rosh Hashayach, it doesn't matter. All we care about in terms of our definition of this bar is where the Pesach of the bar is. Where is the opening to the bar? So if the opening of the bar is Rosh Hashayachim, it's called the bar Rosh Hashayachim. Or our Mishra says the opposite as well is true. If you dug it under the Rosh Hashayachim, now here you're going to get in trouble, as the Gemara is going to say later on, because you don't belong digging anything in Rosh Hashayachim, it's not your property to dig on. But you did, but the Pesach of it is in Rosh Hashayachim. So it actually opens into you, so you think, you do that here in Israel, you dig a halal outside your house that goes underneath the, the public parking lot, but it's killed part of your house, okay? Or, or if there's no Rosh Hashayachim whatsoever, even if there's no Rosh Hashanah, you dig it from one Rosh Hashanah and it opens into another one. Tyson discusses what exactly the case might be. But Pasha Chai, you dug from underneath your neighbor's yard into your yard and someone falls in. Chai. Now, let's make another point that's very important for the sugya, which is, you're allowed to dig any bar you want in your own backyard. In your own chatzah, you can dig any bar you want because nobody belongs coming into your backyard. And someone comes into your backyard and falls into the bar, you are absolutely 100% not responsible. The only time we're going to discuss being responsible for something that happens in your own backyard is that after you dig the bar, you then are what we call mafkir rishusai. You then announce that the public is allowed to come through your backyard. You let everybody come through your backyard. So now, you let everybody come into your backyard where you've already dug a bar. That's where we can start discussing this. But there's no question, if I dig a bar in my rishusai, and you don't belong there, you come into my backyard and fall into my bar, I am absolutely not going to be chayv in that case. Like we had all the other nizakah that happened in your rishos, the answer is, why is the nizak coming into my rishos and I'm not responsible? So it sounds from the Mishnah that whether you have a bar rishos hayachid, that you allow people to come into, or whether you have a bar that you dug actually in rishos harabim, which, which is not yours at all, the Mishnah says you're chayv in both cases. Now let's see if that's so simple. Turn around. So what we call a bar, again, f- focusing on what the opening it is. So the Tanakhama says, 
then you are going to be high for such a bar. V'zehu bar ha'amer b'tayru de Rabbi Yishmael. Yishmael says when the Torah, just reading the words of Yishmael, we'll define it in a second. When the Torah says bar, ki yichayish bar, ki yiftachish bar, ki yichayish bar, we're talking about specifically a barber shasarabim. Specifically that. Mashmar, according to Yishmael, a barber shasarabim, even if you allow people to come in, you're going to be put there in that case. That's what it's mashra from the Havamina now. Rabbi Akiva, I now the opposite. The opposite. If you dig a barber shasarabim, again, reading Rabbi Akiva, just words, it's mashra according to Rabbi Akiva, that's not going to be chayv as a bar. It's not yours. It's not yours, why are you chayv on it? You are gayr mehezik, whatever, but it's not your davar amazik. Rather, says Rabbi Akiva, what is a case of bar? If you dig a bar in your rishus, so it's yours, and then you allow your mafki rishusai, you allow people to come in and they fall into your bar, that's when you're going to be responsible. So it sounds like the Bishmael is only Mechaev in Rishus Arabim, and Rabbi Kiva is only Mechaev in Rishus Hayoch. Says the Gemara, not so simple. Amar Rabbah. We're going to have two Pshatim and how to learn this Machlaikis, and then we have to fit it back into our Mishnah. Amar Rabbah. Bebar Rishus Arabim, Kuliyam, the Pligid Mechaev. No, 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 you misunderstood. When Rabbi Akiva came along and said that you're Chaev in a Barber Rishus Hayochid, he meant also Rishus Hayochid. Everybody agrees you're Chaev in a Barber Rishus Arabim. My time. But where do we see that in the Pasuk? Because Amar Kral, the Pasuk is Ishbar v'chiyichra ishbar, as we said. Why does it have to say both? Digging and uncovering. They're both a bar. What's the difference how you create it? Or how do you expose it? It says, If the Torah says you're for the pre-existing bar that was covered, you uncover it. You're responsible for it. So for sure, if you dig the bar, that's definitely the same thing, if not worse. So why does the Torah have to say both of them? says the Rabbah. The answer is that you're responsible for it, not because you own it. You're responsible for it because you created a situation where someone could get hurt. Well, how they got hurt, we'll see in the Gemara Nomad Bays in a few minutes. But, Lemaisa, you created this, whether you own it or not, so it makes no difference whatsoever. And therefore, says Rabba, everybody agrees if you dig or uncover a barbershop, Rabba, you're chayyim. So, what's the machlegs you be keeping to be Shmuel? The Machlechus is the opposite. If you dig a bar in your own private Rishus, if you keep a suburb, Barber Rishus and Amichayev. What's the difference? If you dig in a Rishus around your Chayev, if you dig it in your own backyard, your Chayev, again, when you let people in, they say, Bal HaBar. Bar de Islay Bailem. Come Rachmona. That even though you can have two kinds of bar, you can have a bar that you dig in Rishus Ram where there's no owner, or you can have a bar that you dig in Rishus Ayachim, and you're the owner. Either case, Shabbat Kiva says, your Chayev. Rabbi Shmuel says no. According to Rabba, Rabbi Shmuel says, "Bal Takola Omar." Now I'm sorry, Bal Takola. Then when he says Bal Bar, doesn't mean the owner of the bar, right? Because you're not going to be the owner of the bar in Rishus Hayochid. Rather, Rabbi Kiva says it. Rabbi Shmuel says it means Bal Takola. You created the Takola. You created the thing which is going to cause damage. But in Chaim, Shmuel holds a bar Rishus Hayochid. Even though you own it, you're going to be potter. Why? So Rashi says an interesting svara. Rashi says, because even though I'm mafke rishusai, I allow you to come into my backyard, that doesn't mean I allow you to come into my backyard and I take responsibility for what happens. I let you come into my backyard at your own risk. And therefore, if I dig a bar, my rishusai says to me, Shmuel, you're not going to be chayev in that case. Okay? Everybody agrees if you dig a bar, rishusai rabim, where everybody's allowed to go, that's when you're going to be chayev. Rishusai yochid, Rabbi Akiva says you're chayev because it says bal habar. That's what that is referring to. Even rishusai yochid bar. Rishmol says, no, a rishusai yochid bar, you're potter on, because why, why'd you come into my backyard? I let you come in. But stay away from my bar. Leave me alone. And therefore, when it says bal habar, doesn't mean one you own. It means one that you created, you created a takala, but not the actual necessarily ownership. Elamayu zeu bar, I'm return to Kamir Akiva. 
Rabbi Yishmael said, Zehu bar Torah, meaning Dafk Rishos HaRabim, not Rishos HaYochid. Rabbi Akiva said, Zehu bar, when he talked about Rishos HaYochid, Mashma, not Rishos HaRabim. So, what, what is, if you tell me Rabbi Akiva, according to Rabbah, holds both archives, so what is Zehu? So he says, Mara, Zehu bar Shepasek by HaKosif Tchila L'Tashlumen. If you look in the Pasek, as we just read it, it says, V'chiyiftach Yishbar, V'chiyichri Yishbar. That's by the beginning of the Pasek, when you're creating the damage. And then it says, Balabar Yishalem Kesef. So the end of the bar, the end of the Pasek, when it's talking about the payment, then it says, Balabar, it says, Rekiva, when Zehu bar, when it says, Balabar, it's referring to a Rishos HaYochid type of bar. Of course, you're responsible for both. But he's just saying, that's the definition of those words. In the Torah, it's not Yochidish, it's Yochayv, both in the Rishos and on the Rosh Hashayach. That's Rabbah's understanding. Again, it's just Chazrit again. Rabbah says, everybody holds Yechayv and a Barbar Shosh Rabbim. The Machlaiki says, you also Chayv and a Barbar Shosh Yach. Rav Yosef Amar, the opposite. By a Barbar Shosh everybody holds Yechayv. It's yours. You own it, you're Chayv on it. My time of bala bar machman bar this like bala maskina. That's the pasuk shot in the pasuk. You own the bar. You allow people to come into your yard, but you own the bar. You're responsible. Everybody agrees to that. Keep leaving the opposite. Be barber shusarabim. Be shmol saver barber shusarab namichayv. Be shmol when he said barber shusarabim, he meant also a barber shusarabim. Dixiv ki yiftach vechiyechem. A psicha chayv lakriel ekol shekain. So why why is it to have to say both? Ela shall escape psicha, but escape kriel bala. You're chayv for the digging of it, even if you don't own it. So according to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Shmuel is the machmir. Rabbi Shmuel when he said shusarab meant shusarachid plus shusarabim. And Rabbi Akiva says no. Rabbi Akiva says a barber shusayochid. You're going to be, excuse me, you're going to be, you're going to be chayev, uh, you're going to be chayev as well. Did I say it the wrong way? Rabbi Shmuel says dafker in rishusarabim. I'm sorry. Rabbi Shmuel said the opposite. I mixed it up. Rabbi Shmuel says dafker rishusarabim, whereas Rabbi Akiva is going to say over here that you're going to be chayev. But sorry, says the well, Rashi. I'm sorry. Rabbi Akiva hanu mitzach tuichi. I'll agree. We don't need the kasech money kiyifta chavim in a pesach who decides to be kisur. You know why it has to say both of those? It has to say both of those to teach me that both types of hezek that you create are going to be chayev. Meaning that if it just said. When you open a bar, so someone else dug it and covered it over. You come along and open it up. Having a pesach with the sagila bekisra. It says at the end of the pasuk, "Ve'loyichaseni." Mashma, if you cover it, that's good enough. Maybe the covering is only good enough if you created it by uncovering it. But kareya, but kareya, if you actually dig the bar, then it's not enough with just covering it until you actually seal it up and fill it up back up. With dirt or blow it up or whatever you want to do. Okay, but covering it is not good enough. If it's not the case of digging, when you dig it, then you better cover it. You did a mice of creating a takolot. Of a paiseach, if you just uncover it, you didn't create the bar to begin with. Okay, so therefore that's how Rabbi Akiva, according to Rabbi Yosef, will dash in the chiyiftach v'chiyisena, that both of them have a chiddish. There's a chiddish in the uncovering, when you need, when covering is good enough, and there's a chiddish in that the uncovering of it is also mechaivu, not just the digging. But, Lamaisa were coming out, according to Rabbi Yosef, that our barber should say yochid, everybody holds his chayiv, a barber shayachid, everybody is holds is going to be chayev. And Rabbi Yishmael says a barber shayachid and Rishus Rabbah is going to be chayev. And Rabbi Akiva says, no, only Rishus Rabbah, not Rishus Rabbah. So the exact opposite, going to this, Rabbi Yishmael is the machmir, and Rabbi Akiva is the maker. 
says Gemara, So now going back to Rishmal, he said Zehu. Now according to Rabbi Shmuel, it's not Zehu. It's Rishus Hayachid plus Rishus Harabim. So what is he excluding with the Zehu? Zehu Barsha Pasuk Rab Pasuk Tchilah Lenizakin. He's telling you Zehu is the beginning of the Pasuk. When the beginning of Pasuk says Kiyiftach Vichiyichre Vichiyift and Kiyiftach, that's referring to the the Barsha Harabim. And Zehu that you see from the beginning of the Pasuk that that's going to be Chayvan as well. So we have a totally, two totally different ways of learning this machlaik is to be shmuel or be keeping. Now, let's go back to our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said, you have both Rishas HaYachit and Rishas HaRabbah. So who's the time of our Mishnah? So, going back to Rabbah. According to Rabbah, who said that everybody holds Yechayev in Rishus Rabbim, the only question is, are you also Yechayev in Rishus HaYochid? So Rabbi Akiva said, you're also Yechayev in Rishus HaYochid. So according to Rabbah, the time of our Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva. Because according to Rishmuel, you're not going to be Yechayev you're going to end with You're only going to be Chayv Rishus Rabbim. That's not our Mishnah. So according to Rabbah, the Tan of our Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva. According to Rabbi Yosef, the opposite. The Tan of our Mishnah is Rabbi Yishmael, who says you're Chayv by both. Because according to Rabbi Akiva, you're not going to be Chayv by both. So we have two totally different ways of understanding who the Tan of our Mishnah is, depending on how you understand this machlokes between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmael. Says the Gemara Meisrei. Now we have a bunch of brises that we have to fit in to these two understandings of the machlokes. Which is clearly a barber shusayachid. Tanakama says you're potter. So Tanakama clearly says you're going to be potter on a barber shusayachid. That's the Tana of this Bryce. The Bryce continues. Even though you're not allowed to dig under Rishusayachid, but Lamaisa, since you opened it into the Rishusayachid, Yogi Chai for the Pesach, in this case, a Pesach for Rishusayachid says the Tana is potter. Continues the Brisa. If you dig these type of bars, we'll see what all these different types of bar are in Amr Beis. If you dig these type of bar, so you open it into Rishus then you're going to be Chayv. Okay, so this Tana clearly says you're Chayv only Rishus Rabbim bar, not a Rishus Yachid bar, which we just said could which sheet that would be, but that could be the case. Let's say you're digging a bar. In the Rishus Hayochid, okay, but it's very, very close to the edge of the Rishus Rabbim. Kigoyin, Elo Achayfrin Ushin. Ushin are going to be foundations. So you ever see when they dig those big holes and put those big cement and, and, and steel bars in, right? So you're building a hole for a foundation. So that is a specific halacha that Chazal said, since we know you're building houses in Rishus Yochid right up to the edge of Rishus Rabbim, and we want to make sure you can have a strong house and it doesn't affect anything else. So we have a special dispensation that you're allowed to dig such a hole, Le'ushin, that you're allowed to do. So that's what the Bryce says. If you dig in Rishus Yochid next to Rishus Rabbim, if you're digging it specifically for Ushin, then you're going to be Potter. That's what the Brisa says. Mashma, from that part of the Brisa, if you dig in a Rishus HaYochid, not Lushin, you're going to do it to be Chayef. Exactly the opposite of what the Rishus of the Mishnah said. The Brisa. The Rishus of the Brisa said Rishus HaYochid is Potter. And here it says Rishus HaYochid is Potter only if it's Lushin. Mashma, not Lushin, you're going to be Chayef. Stereo in the Brisa. Okay, we'll get back to that in a second. Yosh Yudar says, even if you're doing a Le'ushin, even if you're doing Le'ushin, Chazal said you could do it, but you have to put a little protection around it. You have to build a wall around it. You have to move it away 
from the place where people or animals walk. Our Gersa says Arbet Fokim. The Gersa on the side seems to change it to Arba Amis. Whatever it sure is, the Gersa says, we'll let you make this whole Enrich Yachin, and you're not going to be responsible, but you have to put some sort of, you know, yellow tape around it or something in it to make sure that people don't fall into it. Now, getting back to the Bryce. Time of dilution. The Sefer of the Bryce clearly says the only reason you're potter is because you're building it for a foundation. Holavlution, you're going to be Chayef. Now, clearly, the, the ratio of the Brisa and the Sefer of the Brisa are arguing. The ratio of the Brisa clearly said, you're putter on a whole of Rosh and the Sefer says, you're chayef, if it's not Leushin in a whole of Rosh So now, who says that there's a Machlekes by Rosh Hashayachid? So, homani, fishmala rabba. So, according to rabba, no problem, because that's where Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi argue. According to rabba, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva dafka argue in Rosh Hashayachid. So, Rosh Hashayachid, Sefer and Rabbi So, it's very good. But according to Yosef, who said, everybody holds your chayiv. So if everybody holds your chayiv, how can you have a machlekes in the Bryce about that? Everybody holds a bar, bala bar is going to be chayiv, according to Rav Yosef. Because you're chayiv, unless you do illusion. Elorish, who says, you're potter by a bar, money, according to Yosef, doesn't make sense. Loi bishma will explain to you, no. Kula Diviakoli. Really, you can work the Bryce out according to everybody. Vereisha Shlahifgir Loi Rashusev Loi Vire. The Rasha is talking about a case where you were not supposed to, you did not let anybody into your yard. And they came in on their own. Oh, if they came in on their own, then of course, you're not going to be responsible. And that's what we said a few times already. Once you have such a situation like that, then you're not going to be high in that case. And that's what the Rasha is talking about. So therefore, as we said, even according to Yosef, you could have a case of a barber shusayachid that you're potter if you're not mafke rishusay. If you don't let people in and they come in on their own, then all bets are off. It's their own responsibility. So very good. So according to Yosef, we actually work out the brisa better now. According to Rabbi, we said the brisa is a machloikis. The ratio is, is going to be one shita second. The machloikis will be shmal and riakiva. Whereas according to Yosef. Actually works out much nicer. The price is going to be one shita. The maisa in the case of Rishiyachid, when you don't let anybody in, that's where you're going to be put. Amar Vashi, so Hashu do Kim to Rav Yosef to Now that we worked out the price that it's not a machlokes at all, according to Rav Yosef, it would be nice if Rabbi could do that as well. The Rabbi Nami leSukkot Katanoi. According to Rabbi, we can also work it out. How? Me the ratio be Yishmael for the fact that the ratio says that by Rishiyachid you're going to be potter. Sefer Nami be Yishmael. Oh, so why does the Sefer say you're only putter because it's Lushin, because you did it for foundations? Mashman, now for foundations, you're going to be Chayev. But time of dilution, allow Lushin Chayev, you're going to Arvich, Arvich, Lirishusarabim. We're talking over there where you actually were digging the bar in Rishusarabim. It's next to your Rishusayachid, but actually, the way Rashi did it, you actually pushed and dug the foundation. You know, you always push the point and push the gvul a little bit. So you said, okay, I'm building a house, no one's looking, and I build the foundation in Rishusarabim. So now, if I build it for foundation purposes, even in that case, you're going to be potter. Chazal said a dispensation. If you bleed a little bit extra into the Shisram, if you're doing it for foundations, fine, it's okay. But if you're not doing it for foundations, even though you're really, it's really a Shisrayachid type of hole, but it's really, at the end of the day, you've moved into the Shisrayachid, even if you move just a little bit into the Shisrayachid, then it becomes a Barber Shisrayachid. And of course, a Barber Shisrayachid, according to Rabbah, everybody agrees, you're going to be Chayef for. And therefore, the Bryce can work out, according to Rabbah, also according to one sheet, according to Bishma. Another price. So it's a barber shusarab. So you're going to be chayef for a barber shusarab. 
If you do the Rishus Yachid even next to the Rishus Rabbim, you're going to be potter. So this price clearly says that you're chayev on a barber Rishus Rabbim, you're potter on a barber Rishus Yachid. So Bishmal Rabbah, Kula Bishmal. So that's Shittus of Yishmal, who clearly says that you're chayev for Rishus Rabbim, the potter Rishus Yachid. And then Yosef, so according to Yosef, who said everybody had said that you're chayev on a barber Rishus Yachid, so what's the case over here? Why are you potter by a barber Rishus Yachid? Bishmal Rishus of Yishmal. Ela Seifa money, who says you're part of Rishus Yochid, Lori Bishmov, Lori Akiva, fits nobody. Rabbi Yisrael is going to be forced to say that that which you said your part of Rishus Yochid is talking about when you do it when you're doing it for foundations, as we said according to Rabbi Yisrael, according to Bishmov, foundations even Rishus Yochid Mamish is going to be a heter, and therefore if you do that for foundations, that's when the Bryce has said you're going to be part. Tanarabon, what about this case? You dig a hole and you go to the rabbi and you say, I did do you guys a favor. I dug you a well. It's going to fill up with water in the winter. You're going to have a place to keep water. It's a good thing. Okay, so I dug it. I left it exposed, but then I gave it over to the city. Went to the city. I said, thank you. You don't have to pay me even. I was just in the mood of some exercise. I dug a hole. You can have it. So then you're potter. Once you give it over to the rabbi, I guess the rabbi agreed to take it. So then you're going to be put. You're not responsible for anything that happens from that bar anymore. Chafer or pasuk for leimasul arabim. Chayv. Okay. V'chaim in hagei shel chanunya chayfer baris sichin baris. There was a man in Nechunya who he used to dig these wells in the winter season so that people would have water when they're oiler regal by Pesach. That was his meaning. Sheichayfer or pasach or meisul arabim. He wasn't going to dig go a hole in meisul arabim and mechayv for the bar. So he dug it, filled it up, but he made a deal with the local communities, I guess around Yerushalayim or whatever it is, to they would then take responsibility for the bar, and that's fine. That he wasn't responsible for the bar, he made sure to give it over to a responsible party. When Halacha Zu was too light, Mashri only did this one mitzvah? No. He was obviously did Gemilus Chesed, he was digging the bar, he was at Sadiq and other things as well. And he was also Makbid not to leave an exposed bar stam, but to give it over to the proper authorities so they can take care of it. A little bit of a gotta tell about this. So his daughter, Mamish, she fell into a bar that was filled with water. We had this story in Yavamis, we had it in Shkolom. So she fell into a bar. So used to daven for people. He could tell from his davening whether they're matzliach or not. We had the Gemara Brachas. So Shari Shana, the first, first, it doesn't say hour, but the first, first few minutes, he said, don't worry, she will get out of the bar. Shnia, they said to her, but we didn't hear anything. Well, we have to go save her. He said, Amalem, Shalom, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. Shlishis, Amalem, also, he said, but it's Ruch HaKadosh, don't worry, she's got out of the bar. Amrullah, so they found her, and she was talking out of the bar. So they said to her, Mialech, how did you get out of the bar? Amrullahem, Zachar Shel Rechalim is Damali. Someone came with a Zachar, a, a goat over there. And Rashi says that's referring to the Eloi Shel Yitzchak. Vinzakin Echad Manhigoy, Avram Avinu was being manig this aisle that was there from Yitzchak, whatever that means. And he pulled me out of the bar. Amrullah, Naviata. So they said to Chanib and Daisa, You're a Navi? How did you know? Real Chakoidish. Now, if he was a, obviously he was a litvisher, right? He wasn't a chassidish, otherwise it would be no kasha. Right? So he must have been a litvisher. So they said, how could you be? Well, you're a navi, how'd you know? Because he was working. Amalehem. Oh, Amalehem. Like navi anoichi, like ben navi anoichi. No. 
Ella, Kachamarti, it's impossible. Dover Shaisa Sadik with Starboy. This was Nechunya, her father. This was his mitzvah. His mitzvah was digging virus for the people coming to Shaim. Yakasha by Zare and his daughter's going to drown in water. Can't be a Kashpach would never do such a thing. Amar Racha, even though that's true, Afalpikin, Mesbunai, but Sama. It's only if it's directly Tesha says that exact thing he did. But his son, unfortunately, did die related to water for the opposite, from the lack of water. Shenemar, oh, how could that be? He's a Katsadic family. Shenemar, Vesavivov, Nisara, Mo'oid. Sometimes our Kosh is more makbid with Sadiqim than he is with Rishayim. Very, very carefully. And for whatever reason, whatever the Cheshbon was, the Kosh has, his son, Nechunya's son, died of thirst, even though his daughter, Dafka, we said, was saved. Mechanunia, mehacha, a different pasuk. It's not lavdav because mechanunia. Some people change it to mechanina. The pasuk says, "Kel naretz beside kodshim rabba v'neira al kol seviva." Koshpochu is makbid v'neira. He's makbid with a certain level of midas hadin on the people around him. But tzadikah v'koshpochu is more makbid on midas hadin sometimes. I'm mechanina. If you say, ah, Koshpochu doesn't care about these little things, he'll look the other way. Stam. Now, obviously, there's an idea of Midas HaChesed. But Lavdafka is that always apply, and you can't just say it's always. So you Vatru Chayev. Rashi says, Yifkuru Chayev Vegufoy. Why? Shemura Labriyas Lachte. By saying that Koshpochu doesn't care, then people just do Averis. So you're like a chayti umachti esarabim. So that's going to be chas v'shom turn v'et. Shenemar hatzur tamim poli ki kol drachav mishpat. No, even when a kashbaruch does chesed, there's a cheshbon to the chesed. Right? Sometimes we ask for for no cheshbon, just give a straight chesed. But generally speaking, there's a cheshbon to the chesed. You can't just say kashbaruch was avat. I'm Rav Chana. We tell me mishmo menachmeni. My dixiv. As we say, say today, right? Erech apayim. We say in slichas. Erech apayim. Why is it erech apayim? Not erech af. Right, the Kosh should be Marech Af. Why is it Apayim? Velikzev Erech Af, Erech Apayim, the Tzadikim Vila Rishayim. It actually comes in two flavors. Sometimes the Kosh is going to be Marech Af, that if someone Chas Shalom does an Avera, he doesn't punish them right away. But the opposite is also true. Sometimes the Tzadik does mitzvahs in Torah, and you don't see that he's getting his Schar now. Schar might only come later. Different generations are the Mabo. So it can work in both directions. Sometimes you want the other, other way, obviously. And we dive for the other way, but the Chas Shalom, a person does Averas, we also dive for the another piece of You should not go and empty, you know, going through your field to take out the big rocks. Don't take your rocks and throw them in Shusarabim. Right? That's just not nice to everybody. You're throwing rocks in Shusarabim. My Sabad Bechad Shem Sakam Rishusarabim. He was taking the rocks from his Rishus and throwing them into Rishusarabim. The Matzai Chasarechad, one person came by and said, Amalei Reka, what are you doing? Pay, pay careful. Hold on, please. Why are you taking stones out of a place which is not your Rishus and putting them into a place that is your Rishus? Now that's backwards, right? He was taking them out of his rishos and putting them in his rishos. This chassid said it to him the opposite. So Lagaglov, the person left him. He said, said, laughed at the chassid. What are you talking about? This is my root of rishos, and I'm throwing them into his rishos. What, what, you mixed it up. He had to sell his field, and he was homeless, and he lived in the Rishos Arabim. So which was his field? The Rishos Arabim was his field. Which was not his field? The field that he had to sell. The Chassid got it right. He tripped on those stones. Oh, now, who knows how many years later, now I understand what the Rebbe was talking about. Now I found the Chap. Right, don't throw it out there. Always a kashpoch is meeting connected me that is gonna just find this way. 
says the Mishnah. Right? That's the regular case of bar. Here we're talking about barbershus arabim. Echad hachayfer bar, whether you dig a bar or you dig a siach. Now, a bar, Rashi explains, we're going to have all these different terms here. A bar is something narrow and round. Okay, a bar is specifically going to be round. A siach is a hole in the ground that is more like a, a rectangle or something like that, not round. We'll see why this all makes a difference in the Gemara in a minute. Uma'ara is something like that which is going to be square, so it's a little bit wider, square, same, same width and the same length, but an ma'ara is like, a, like a, a, a cave, so it has a cover over it. So you dug it like down underneath, so there's a cover over it, and then it is going to be square. Charitzin is the same thing as a ma'ara, except it doesn't have a cover. So it's also square, but it doesn't have a cover. And the last one is ni'itzin. Ni'itzin means that it's wide on top and it gets narrow on the bottom. Normally when you dig a bar for water, you dig it straight down. Here it's wide on top and narrow on the bottom. These are different types and configurations of barriers that you might have dug. So in all these things are going to be chayv. M.K. Laman bar. The Torah says bar. You tell me it's not a bar. Now, obviously a bar is a word they understood what the configuration normally of the word bar looks like. So why does the mission say all these other things? Or the opposite, why is the Torah called bar? So why is it like this? Ma bar Sorry, the definition of a bar is that it's ten tfachim deep. When you dig a bar to catch water, you never dig one that's less than ten tfachim deep. There'd be no purpose of it. So just like a bar, by stam bar, is at least ten tfachim deep. All these other types of configurations, whether they're long and short or square or whatever it is, they have to be at least ten tfachim deep, which is the minimum depth that an animal will die in. Why? We'll see in a second. If it was less than 10 Tvachim deep, so it was 8 Tvachim deep, you're Pater Legamri, because obviously the Shard or Hamar did not die from the bar. It obviously had a heart attack or something. There's no way, Torah says, an animal would die from such a small fall, and therefore it must have died for some external reason, and therefore you're not going to be responsible. If it just get damaged, if you could be damaged, now an animal could get hurt by less than 10 tfachim, but an animal will not die by less than 10 tfachim. Now, now we, now we really expose the whole idea. I'm a Rav. Rav says, you have to understand what's going on here. When an animal specifically focusing on an animal, falls into a bar underground like this, 10 tvachim deep at least, there's two reasons it could get hurt. It could get hurt because it hit itself on the ground. Okay? Rob says you're not responsible for that. For two reasons. A, the ground is not yours. And B, the ground was always there. You didn't do anything. You, the mazik, did not put the ground there. It's not your ground. You didn't put it there. It was always there. You exposed it, fine, but you didn't do anything. You didn't create a Dover Amazic. You're not responsible for that. Now, let's be very careful what we're saying here, Tyson points out. If I bring, we had cases before of a shore, a chamar, or a car, or a avde sakino maso, I take my, my backpack off and put it in Mishra Surabim, and someone walks and bangs into it and gets hurt, not trips, bangs into it and gets hurt, I'm responsible for Din Bar, because that is mine. I own this object. I put it in Rishis Ram. You bang into it. You break your leg. You're going to be responsible. I'm 100% responsible. If you trip on my backpack and fall and hit your head on the ground, says Rav, I'm putter. I'm not, I didn't do a good thing. Maybe I'm chayiv v'dinei shamayim. But v'dinei adam, I'm putter. When am I chayiv? I'm chayiv if the animal, in this case, falls into the bar and chokes on the bad air, the you know, dirty moist air, we've seen that also in the tunnels the last few days, right? Or uh, in the hole in the ground. That's when you're chayv. You're chayv on the hevel. 
Now, it's an amazing halacha what Rav is saying, because when an animal falls into a bar and dies, how do you know why it died? It could have died because it broke its neck. Would you see the neck is broken? Rav says, I don't care if you see the neck is broken. You're chayev because it choked on the hevel, not because it broke its neck. It's an amazing chiddush Rav is saying. Okay. The fact that you banged its head or broke its neck, that's karkoilam mazika. That's not my responsibility, that's karkoilam. Shmuel Amar, I agree with you, Rav. You're actually chayev on both. Whether it died from choking, breathing, not breathing properly. No. Rashi points out, what is it? You see it has a broken leg and it died from that. What does it have to do with choking? Rashi says, no, because maybe it choked that, make it weaker, and that led it to a die. Even though it has a broken neck, and even though it has a broken body, or whatever it is, Lemaisa, according to Rav, we attribute it to the fact that it was not able to breathe properly. But Shmuel says both. So maybe according to Shmuel, it's dafka for the falling, not for the choking. The Torah never says when you fall into the bar, what the nature of the bar is. What if the bar is covered with foam or, or something soft? So you shouldn't break anything at all. Tara says, Yechai, if you dig a bar and the animal falls in, Yechai. What if it's covered in sponges? It's, it's so then it shouldn't be, let's say it's 12 tochem deep and has 2 tochem of sponge. Okay? So now, Lemaisi, you're going to be Chai. Why? This, it's very soft. What's the problem? Terence says, everybody agrees that besides for the din of Chavata, there's also a din of Hevel. Everybody agrees to the din of Hevel. My Bainayu, so what would be enough Kamina now? What if in the middle of Rishis Rabbim you build a mountain that's 10 Tvachamai, the animal climbs up the mountain and falls down onto the Rishis Rabbim? There's no Hevel there. Hevel is only if it's in a, in a narrow bar. Here it's not a narrow bar. It fell off onto the regular Rishis Rabbim. Going to Shmuel, you're Chayef for hitting the ground. Going to Rabbim, you're not Chayef. Now if you bang into the mountain you built, that Tyson said, you're chayv. But if you climb up and fall off, that's when Rav says, there's no hevel, you're not going to be chayv. Goy versus Rav, the Rav, goy vel emechayv, vel shmuel, goy vel emechayv. My time at the Rav, where does Rav learn this from? Domakrov, v'nafal, ha'chipol, derech nefila, why is the Torah kid that you fell, and Rav says, face first. Remember, according to Rav, if the animal falls into the bars, ten tzvachim deep, backwards, not going to be chayv. Because then it can breathe. It's only because it fell face first. And that's the lash of nefilah is face first. Shmuel says, no. Nafal called umashra. Shmuel, the abdafka is nefilah mean face first. Shmuel, if it says it means any falling, and therefore you can be high whether you fell face first or not. Tanat. Our Misha says, Imke lamanem abor. Why does it say bar? Ma bar sheish bedel hamasasar tfachim, afko sheish bedel hamasasar tfachim. So Yechayev on a bar or anything else which is ten tfachim that could cause death. Now, what does it mean anything else? What else is there? It means whether it's ten tefachim deep or ten tefachim high, either way you're chayv, because you're chayv for the falling as well as for the breathing. Good. According to Rav, you're only chayv for the choking, and you're not chayv for going up. So what's afkol? What else is there besides a bar? All these other types of configurations. Then not only is a regular circular ten tefach bar you're chayv, you're chayv on the narrow one and the square one, all those things. Why? It says that in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is, you're high for all these other configurations. Why? Because they're like a bar that the tent fucking deep. Very good. What do we need all these cases for? What was what the Kiddush of each one of these? That if it's square, if it's narrow, it says, well, no. Now that you're telling me you're high for Hevel, Hevel only makes sense if it's a really narrow area. If it's not narrow, and it's wide, 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 wide open, as we'll see in tomorrow, tomorrow, how wide, then you're going to be potter, because there's no hevel down there, according to Rav. 
Okay, so now what about all these different configurations? And that's the Chiddush Mishnah. Tzricha. Nitana bar, a regular circular ten tefach deep bar, having a bar asaru dispe havola. If it's ten tefachim and narrow in a circular configuration, that's when there's this bad air on the bottom and the irresponsible. We should the cotton vikricha. It's short, it's narrow and circular. Avol siach de orech, but if you have one that's in a configuration of a rectangle, so it's longer, so if it's longer, then maybe there's not such bad air down there. Ema basaru lespe havola. Maybe ten tefachim is not enough havol. Maybe you only chayven. 12 or 15, or I don't know what. So, if he told you you have by the rectangular configuration, it's narrow. We said ma'ara, even though it's covered over because it has like a cave, but it's square. Square means it's not so cramped inside there, so maybe it's easier to breathe. Maybe you won't be responsible by that. The Mirabah, it's square. You would think maybe there's no Hevel there. If it had the covered over version, you know why there's Hevel in a tent deep cave? It's covered. Which is the same thing, but uncovered. It doesn't have a roof on it. Maybe there also, there is no Hevel. It's exposed and it's square. There's plenty of room. Because remember, it's the same square the whole way depth down. Whereas by these Ni'itzin, which are wider on the top than they are on the bottom, maybe that configuration doesn't create as much Hevel. Maybe in that consideration of Ni'itzin, the Ravichim Ilel, Tfemi Tusoy, Emebasar, Lesbi Avola. So, Kamash Malon, that all these cases, and that's the Kiddush and the Mishnah, that A, your Chayav, everybody agrees, there's a big Kiddush here in this Mishnah, everybody agrees your Chayav for Hevel. Even if there's no chavot, even if the bar is covered with sponges or covered with foam or mattresses, doesn't matter. You can be chayv for the choking. Everybody agrees to that. Again, A, it has to be deep enough. It has to be the proper width and stuff. We'll see tomorrow. And it has to be fall, the animal falls face first. Okay? If it's not that, then Shmuel says you could be chayv for chavota as well. Rav says in a bar, you're not chayv for chavota. The bottom of the bar, Barbara Shazram for sure, is going to be karka oilam. And therefore, it's not your responsibility. If you put something in the middle of a and you bang into it, not trip, but bang into it, Tysus points out, according to Rav, also, of course, in that case, you're going to be chayat. We'll see in Mitzvah more details tomorrow. Okay.